Long ago in a galaxy not so far away, a podcast was born to explore all facets of the phenomenon that is Star Wars. Join your host, John Tolley, as he and his panel explore the stars here on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, coming to you as always from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. And guys, we're here. This is Force Fest 2020. We are here. It is finally upon us. Guys, this is awesome. Um, thank you guys for having us. My name is John Mark Tolley. Uh, joining us today is our my other two co-hosts. First is Mr. Ray Rumsey. Ray, how are you today, sir? I'm great. Hello, everybody. And of course, there is writer, director, producer, all-around crazy guy, Mr. Joe Cahill. Hey, Joe. How's, how's everybody doing? I'm doing good, and I'm going to try and keep you guys honest, rebel scum. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, And don't forget that. That throughout, we're also raising money for Make-A-Wish for Greater LA. So as you want throughout, please click on the diamond V in the corner of your chat and donate as much or as little as you can. Every little bit helps. Definitely. Definitely. Great. It's a great cause, um, you know, helping out kids. And it's always cool to see the videos of the kids meeting their favorite celebrity or their favorite superhero or... um, anything like that. That's always cool to see. So great, great, um, great organization there. So definitely, like she said, definitely help them out as you can, however you can. All right. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Um, I think it's safe to say that the story of Anakin's redemption is pretty much is the core of at least the original trilogy. That is the core story of his, of that, of that, is Anakin's redemption and the prequels is Anakin's fall. And we've seen we've seen the movies, we've all seen what led up to Anakin's fall. What I want to talk about today is who holds the most responsibility for that? Who is the one person who was in a position to stop him, to pull him back, but failed? Who failed Anakin the most? I guess that's the best way I can put it is who failed Anakin the most? Um, the first person I want to start with, well, first of all, I just want to throw a few names just out right, right out that I think we can kind of put out as far as being not kind of what I'm talking about. Oh, thank you, Brian. Brian says he's proud of us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that really means a lot coming from, from, from someone like you, Brian. That's really cool. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for coming um, out from accounting to uh, talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one of the names I just want to kind of put out as far as not even considering is Qui-Gon. You know, I think it's, he was never in the position to stop Anakin, um, to pull him back because obviously he died before anything could have happened. And, uh, and the same thing with Palpatine, but for a different reason, because there's always Palpatine's goal to get Anakin. So people... I'm going to be talking. We're going to be talking about today are people who were in his life that at any point in stage could have stepped in and could have intervened um, to kind of pull him back from the darkness. And 
The first person I want to talk about is really a group, and that's the, the council. I think the council holds a lot of responsibility in Anakin's fall and uh, unless Qui-Gon had mastered the whole Force Ghost thing a little quicker. But, um, anyway. Not wrong. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, there was... In fact, I remember one of the jokes was uh, after the prequels, I think it was after episode three, you know, three of watching it, someone yelling like, are they trying to get him to come off of the dark side? Because <laughs> uh, it seemed like they were doing everything in their power to, you know, to do that. Um, and particularly, I think I want to focus on Mace. You know, Mace, I think more than any of the Jedi Council, you definitely had that feeling, especially in episode three of that there was no love lost between when Mace and Anakin, uh, that there was a lot of distrust. And if you know anything about the Mace Windu character, you know that particularly his fighting style, uh, everything about him kind of skirted the dark side. So he's very attuned to the dark side and he sensed that darkness in Anakin. And instead of looking at that and saying, like going up to him saying, I can feel this darkness in you. I can help you. I know how to curve that to, you know, to use to use that darkness in a way that will not send you over to the edge. Let me train you. He seemed to do just the opposite. He seemed to push him away to show this uh, kind of, you know, ar- keeping him at arm's length and this mistrust and this kind of, you know, I don't I don't know if, what to think of you. I mean, what do you guys think about about that and Mace's kind of influence and the um you know what i'm trying to say you know as far as his his role in anakin's turn well well oh, sorry go ahead well as far as you know mace helping anakin become the greatness that he became uh you know so i i'm really not seeing our our, our worry here um you know, he, he, he helped turn him to, to become the great Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, he had that, uh, oh, how do you want to word that? He never really cared for Anakin a whole lot, it didn't seem like. I mean, he yeah. even went so far mm-hmm. as to kind of use him in the end, like, oh, well, if you go spy on the, the Chancellor for us, and then if what you're saying is true, then we'll make you... A Jedi Master, you know? It's like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. That, that right there, that that right there, just kind of really shows. As uh, Alan just pointed out, the rigid rigidity of the general of the Jedi in general sets the whole stage. And yeah, that's right. That kind of is this whole very rigid, the rigid system that they set up. This uh, almost hypocritical system that they set up, as far as you know, they expect you to do to do all this stuff, but they expect you to live by this very rigid set of, of rules and this very rigid set of uh, dogma. And um, I think Mace really, Mace also, I think in, I'm using it, going to find a big word. He embodied this sort of the jet, the idea of the Jedi, the arrogance of the Jedi. Um, and I know you haven't seen uh, Joe. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the clone wars, but if you haven't, there's a scene in one of the last episodes where it's straight out of episode three, and it's the scene where all the Jedi are, are talking, Jedi Council is talking, 
And it's the one where Mace uses the line of, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. And that is in actually in the one of the last episodes of the cartoon. And afterwards, they're congratulating Ahsoka for a mission. And he goes out of his way to very condescendingly call her civilian. Uh, after she says she's you know not a Jedi, she hasn't decided if she's going to come back to the Order. She says, well, thank you, citizen. So you can kind of get that idea of the arrogance of the Jedi, this idea that we're better. You know, we're Jedi, we're better. And um, yeah, I think that was just part of Mace's character. And I definitely think that, you know, led to that kind of animosity and that kind of mistrust between him and Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to another council member who... I think this is might you know upset a few people, but I think Yoda has to take a little bit of the blame too. I mean, you you're not math, you can't be master of the order and see what's going on with one of your you know one of the prized members of your order, you know the so-called chosen one, and not have a bunch of red flags going off. Um, I'm yeah. not saying that he deserves all the blame, but I definitely think that you know. He can't get off just scot free of being like, like, oh, I didn't. Nothing I knew was going on. Um, well, Yoda did say right in the game that raises like, the no, he's too old. We're not going to train him. And if they had to just listen, yeah, you know, yeah. But Yoda was kind of yeah, a pushover. I mean, They're like, oh, well, we're going to train him anyway, no matter what you say. Oh, okay, well, let him in. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Which raises the question. Um, <laughs> yes, Alan. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, is true. I didn't think about that. Actually, that actually brings up. Let's kind of go back to that and think about about Qui Gon and his his responsibility in um, actually wanting wanting Anakin to be trained at such a quote unquote old age um, at the time for for a for a to take on a Padawan that of that age. Um, I mean, does Qui-Gon hold some blame, do, do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. I think he was or... so much. He wanted the prophecy to be real and true. And for this boy he found on Tatooine to be that one, he wanted it so badly that he just like blindly embraced it. You know, so it totally yeah. defied the council and just said, I'm going to do it regardless of what you say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, that was that was kind of Qui Gon's. If you kind of, it's kind of inferred that that's kind of Qui Gon's mo. You know, <laughs> yeah. he follows the will of the Force. You know, instead of the will of the Council, he he follows the Force, or at least that's what he says. You know, mm-hmm. he claims he follows the Force, but I mean, was this a situation where the Force was wrong, or he was following his his instincts were wrong, or were they right? No, no, he balanced. I mean, we can, we can get into the minutia of he did, he did. <laughs> Joe's talking about the long. Oh, game we have now. another Brian in here. <laughs> Joe's talking about balancing the force. Yeah, he knew he'd be Vader. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, that's uh, to me. That's what the force wanted. Yeah, that's that long game. <laughs> I think yeah. Qui Gon was the start of the blame yeah. game. <laughs> like, I definitely think. He was the beginning, and it was kind of a domino effect that got us to that end part, you know. That's where he kind of started the catalyst, and it went from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a long list. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And we're not going. We won't go to every right, everybody, right. but I just really wanted to focus on the people that were close to Anakin and were within, you know, per, that knew him personally at some point. Right. I mean, and that's, his. That's then we have to go into the whole Padme's fault. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. I mean, that okay. That let's go right into Padme. Um, and we talked a little bit about in our episode, which if you haven't already, check it out. Uh, check out our, our podcast and look under the Women of Star Wars series we did. Um, but when we talked about Padme, one of the things we talked about was her role as kind of an enabler. And absolutely knowing, knowing, you know, there's two, there's one scene in particular, the scene in on Tatooine uh, when he kills not the men, but the women and the children too. Um, but that whole scene right there, when he's telling her, that should have been a major red flag. That should have been just a major warning, warning, Will Robinson, warning, danger, <laughs> Will Robinson, danger. But she went right for it. She's like, yeah. eh, they probably deserved it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's that, that, that momentary right, like right a horror and then, yeah. oh, well, I, I'm good with it. Oh, well. They're gone. She's like, so, oh my goodness! But then again, I hate the sand people. So, all right, we're all right. It, it balances but, out. We're good. But it started right away when she saw him, and she started treating him like a little kid again mm-hmm. at first. Annie, yeah. you know how she recognized him. Yeah, she stayed with that and not become mm-hmm. a pedophile. Little Annie. Yeah, she's, I think like, we would have uh, been better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because then the whole thing on uh, Naboo, and uh, I'm sorry, yeah. she was just doing everything she could to hook him Mm -hmm. yeah well and that's the thing is she knew in her position she had to have known the ramifications that could happen with her and anakin getting married yeah a jedi she had to a jedi yeah i mean she wasn't dumb she had to have known what that could possibly mean not just the loss of his career in the jedi order but the loss of her career as a politician yeah i mean you, you know, you take everything else out, that was, you know, well, that would have been the equivalent in modern history of, you know, when uh, Edward the Seventh abdicated, or was at the Eighth, I believe, abdicated to marry a divorcee. It would have been something similar to that in the Star Wars universe, you know, a highly, a high, you know, a senator of a, of a major system is marrying a Jedi Knight. Well, and, and it shows yeah. you the perils, the evil of the uh, New Republic, where it's mm-hmm. just, you know, let's it's what I want, so we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Which is why an Imperial system is so much better. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, the whole thing, mm-hmm. really, I mean, if now thinking back on it, you know, we said Qui-Gon was kind of the beginning of it. If, if we kind of go all the way back to the very beginning, there was... Uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith, Jar Jar Binks. I think he he held some responsibility. Oh, yeah. yeah, I yes, I think so too. Dark <laughs> Jar Jar. <laughs> I think he was just as much an enabler as Padme was. <laughs> mm. yeah. Alan said Alan's the need right. to keep their love secret falls on the Jedi as well. It does. Um, Goes back to their rigid code. Yeah. 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 But then again. You know, they both went into, you know, Anakin willingly joined the Jedi Order. You know, it wasn't like he was a little kid who was taken from his parents at a super, super young age where he didn't know. 
he knew he was old enough to understand what that meant. You know, that once he, once he made that decision to say like, yes, I want to go and become a Jedi. He knew, you know, he was old enough to understand that that meant, okay, I can never get married. I can never do this, this, and this. And, you know, he was at what they, you know, he was old enough to understand kind of what, what that would entail, I would think. So, and they both knew, they both knew that even, uh, I think it was Obi-Wan made the comment of you've made a, a, and I can't remember the exact line, you've made a commitment to the Jedi Order, one that's not easily broken. So and they well, knew, even though you can make the argument of the the code, is, you know, the code is, is rigid, it's a rigid code, but still he knew, he he willingly said he was going to adhere to that code. It's the same thing of if you're, you know, a Catholic and you decide to become a priest, you know, you you understand once you make that vow, what that vow entails. It's not like you can you make the vow and you're like, oh, I didn't know. Sorry. Well, um, no, that's really a bad example because a lot of them do that. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of the Jedi's uh, well, broke the code too. But, and... but I mean, you go right yeah. back. You said Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan saw it coming. Oh, yeah. He really oh, did yeah. nothing to stop it. He, and we have it confirmed now by the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan knew. He oh, knew about Obi, he knew about them and and he didn't do it because he knew it made Anakin happy. Right. And, and if you want, if he would have stepped in, he's covering. I think, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole shuttle scene where they get back and, and he walks off with the senators so that Anakin can run over and hide behind the column with Padme. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think more of the Jedi Council knew than was let on. I think, I definitely think Yoda knew, or at least had, I at least had, had um, speculation. Right. Well, for somebody that yeah, could see was... the future, he sure didn't see that coming. Yeah. I think he had, I think he had, I think he's, there was specul. I think he had an idea, but I don't know if he knew for sure, like how, I definitely think he knew that there was a relationship going on between them. Uh, but I, whether or not he knew that they were married, then no, I don't know if yeah, he knew the, that. The Sith were clouding the, the future. Yes. Um, yes. So yes, he definitely. couldn't see everything that was going to happen. Otherwise, you know, put a stop to it. You just put a saber through Anakin. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> that well, that made for a short way, trilogy, you know. though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait till episode three. <laughs> <laughs> just nudge his ship when they're doing the uh, initial space battle there. Just, whoops. <laughs> so are we going to get to the actual, actual fall part? Um, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, where it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you said oh. the fall of Anakin, so it's actually the ending of Jedi when he falls to you know Darth the Lord Vader becomes Anakin again. Wow, woo! He falls, uh, I, he falls I see what you to did Anakin. There. He falls to Anakin. Um, I I see what you did so, there. So it's it's for Luke, those of you who haven't figured falls. for those of you who uh, haven't figured it out yet. Joe is our resident Imperial propagandist. Um, <laughs> The truth is not or is he like this? The truth is out there. Yeah, the truth is not propaganda. <laughs> mm -hmm. It says so on our pamphlet. <laughs> <You're still scum. laughs> oh, yes, man. yes, yes, Alan. He is Imperial scum. No. Imperial Rebel. dog. You guys are rebel scum. <laughs> I think you think it's uh you're outnumbered, Joe. No, no, we just haven't got enough people watching the show yet. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Raise your hands if you side with the Mandalorians. 
this is the way. But yeah, I mean, it, it just each one of them makes huge mistakes in how how they are around Anakin, and it just yeah. nudges him and nudges you. The only one who makes no mistakes is Palpatine. I mean, Palpatine <laughs> mm. wants that in. Ironically, yeah, and and he ironically I, and ironically, yeah. I mean, that's he didn't have to do anything. Everybody and else is doing it for him. No. Yeah, well, and he, and yeah, he, he, you know, um, you know, you won't learn that from a Jedi. You, he just worked it every time they made a mistake, he built on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, to, yeah, to, to, yeah, I mean, so I, I love that part. That was, that was great. The yeah, he had a, a plan within a plan within a plan within a plan within a plan, right? Yeah, I mean, know, we, we and... might as well just call this the manipulation of Anakin, right. Well, to mm-hmm. go, oh, Alan yeah. just said Palpatine can't say the same for Luke and Ray. That's because Palpatine actually tried to get them, and it didn't work out. But he didn't yeah. try with Anakin. He let everybody else do the work, and it worked. So he should. Yeah, he just, just sat back and he set he set the stage. It was like he set the table, and then just sat back and let everyone else exactly. do all the heavy lifting for him, and then sat you know and just waited until exactly it was the long game. Right, he couldn't play. You know, the he got in from or or, or Ray. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he didn't know about them. Yep, playing. Whereas he knew from the beginning about Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Yeah, can he definitely put who else? Who else can we lay blame on? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, now we're back. Well, <laughs> we're, back to, we're back to Mace, of course. Jar Jar. Yes. We yes, Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Lord. I mean, Jar Jar is yes. what causes the fall of the Empire. Um, he, he does the rise, and then he does the fall. He's just a loser. Jar Jar was out for his own interests. Yeah, nobody wants to That's him. right. He was trying to get rid of everybody that was in his way so that he could become uh, the new Emperor, which is probably where we're going to go with the new sets. <laughs> then, you know, Disney we will don't say that name there. around here. Yeah, Disney will say that. He'll come out of the woodwork. He'll become Darth. Jar Jar and take over the galaxy. Oh yeah. No, Brian is right. From now on, Jar Jar is he who shall not be named. So <laughs> Star Wars you episode hear say, eleven, Rise of Jar Jar. Call him Baltimore Temple. <laughs> oh. Um, well, actually the guy I think that we can Calibrary more you say his name. Oh Lord. No. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Go ahead, Mark. Um, um, I was gonna say, and I was hoping to wait, you know, get a little bit further in before we kind of got to to this. But I think the one person who, and I think this is one we can maybe talk to for quite a while, um, who deserves the most blame for the fall of Anakin Skywalker is Anakin Skywalker. Well, it's called personal responsibility. Yes. <laughs> As we said, when he made the decision to become a Jedi, he knew what he was getting into. And this was part of the problem. Even I think this is one of the things that he kind of realized at the end when he, you know, came back from being Darth Vader to become Anakin again was he stopped blaming everything. I sure blame the victim. That's right. Uh, he, stopped, <laughs> he, uh, he stopped blaming everyone else for his fault, for all the things that were going on around him. I think that's one thing you see really in episode two. The beginning to see in episode two and you really see in episode three was him blaming everyone else. Mm-hmm. The Jedi wouldn't let me see my mom. Uh, the, Je- the Jedi wouldn't do this. The Jedi wouldn't do this. Obi-Wan 
you know, it's keeping you're keeping me from her. Um, well, let's see. All how these things always blaming other people. You know, having midichlorians as your father. Let's see how you do having midichlorians as your father. <laughs> yeah, that is yes. The mom thing is a pretty legitimate complaint. Yes. Was it just one um, midichlorian, or it was like all of them together as his father? I mean, I'm confused on the logistics I here. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know what it. Well, and, I don't know if I want to know. And Alan, you're right. The mom thing is is a pretty legitimate complaint. He had uh, <laughs> he wasn't taken as an infant, so he knew his mother. Right. And yeah. he's still at the age where he needed his mother. When yeah, they him. And that, that loss yeah. is just going to grow and yeah. fester and, yeah. and be in there. And when he finally gets to see her, you know, 20 she seconds later, he dies. <laughs> oh, it's my mm-hmm. auntie. Mm-hmm. Broke. Well, yeah. and the, that goes back to also uh, Obi-Wan's, you know, his role in the whole thing of not allowing him to go, you know, not of not because he knew about the he knew about the nightmares that he was having, you know, I think he even even mentioned something about it. Instead of being the father figure that he needed, he basically was like, well, you know, suck it up. Yeah. The code says no. Yeah. The code says no. Um, But still, I think, I think there does have to be something to be said about personal responsibility and taking responsibility for your actions, which is, I think finally at the end, what, what Vader slash Anakin did was take responsibility for his actions that, you know, yes, there might have been extenuating circumstances that led him to to these decisions, but in the end, they were his decision. It was his decision to kneel before Palpatine and pledge allegiance to him. It was his decision to go and, you know, he made the decision to kill the younglings. He made the decision to do all the things that he did afterwards. Those were his decisions. They weren't anyone else's decision. They were mannequins. Well, and we knew, yeah, sand people. Yeah, again, but and again, that was you know he made that decision, right? You know, yes, he he did it in a fit of of rage and a fit of anger, which made him uh, because of the, yes. Um, Alan says, yeah, when he turns, he does it fast. Well, yeah, they got to fit oh, it all yeah. into one movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, in both directions. <laughs> They only had two hours. They had to knock yeah. that out. <laughs> well, they do it in three movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I agree, though. I, Anakin really has... He holds a lot of the blame on himself. He, he definitely could have made some better decisions, but at the same time, he was kind of manipulated a little bit, or in, in Joe's view, he was led in the right direction. Um Yes, right, led to the right into the. Uh, You're coming around, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, when do I get those credits you were talking about? No, it's. Uh, <laughs> well, I think this is a good time to kind of uh, open up. Sorry, open up to any uh, any questions that the uh, listeners might have out there. Hard to judge them without feeling those dark side forces working on you. Um. Well, I mean that's. And that's actually a good a good comment, and we can kind of go into this. Is was he was this inevitable? I mean, did he have did he really have no choice in the matter? Was this a matter of the force? And that's one thing we haven't really talked about now. With this whole thing, is the force itself? Uh, the force is the responsive. The force being responsible 
responsible for him turning to the dark side of the force was him turning the will of the force. Yes. Mm-hmm. Had to bring balance. I mean, that's how the only way to balance. Yeah. And, and if you want to get I mean, very, very technical, then yeah, he did. At the end, there were two Jedi and two Sith. And yes, I know there were more around, but for basically all intents and purposes, you had two Jedi and two Sith. Mm-hmm. Which if anybody and... goes back and listens to our conversation about the force itself, they always bring up that the force is a living thing. And one of the things that we had proposed is if the force is a living thing, then potentially the force is light and is dark. So it's pretty neutral mm-hmm. and it's got to keep the yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rural farm boy says, no, I agree. It was the will of the force. So the will of the force. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But well, and then it swings the other direction to bring balance back when um, the empire gets too strong. Exactly. Um, Those being too much, power rests, yeah, too much power rests in Palpatine invaders' hands. Uh, so yeah. now it swings it back, and who does it use to swing it back the other direction? Yeah, Luke. No, or Anakin. Anakin again. Anakin. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he <laughs> was the chosen one. He was the one that would bring balance. Alan brings up a good to, point. Maybe maybe the real thing to blame here is the Metaclorians. Maybe maybe it's all their fault. Well, it is. It was definitely George's fault for ever introducing the damn things. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so it's George's fault. All right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I mean, or maybe on. maybe it was and Jar Jar in the same movie introduction. <laughs> come on. Maybe it was society's fault because they needed a space opera and George facilitated mm-hmm. that need. No, no, he facilitated that need in 77. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. If it wasn't for him doing that, but that was society begging for something so awesome that we're still talking about it so far later. Uh, well, I agree, but he should have been more <laughs> careful when he wrote episode one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just saying, got to make that money. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't have midichlorian little action figures. <laughs> a bottle of glitter. Well, I know what I'm getting for the next time we do one of these live things. I got to find a way to make a midichlorian. <laughs> Does the uh, prophecy refer to Anakin falling or to Anakin eventually returning and taking out Palpatine? That's a good question. Mm. They never give us the whole prophecy. All we hear is no, they never do. about there will be the one who will bring balance to the force. Only part yeah. of the prophecy we hear. Yep. Uh, and and it's like a big pendulum to me. The force, it just can't seem to settle in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I kind of wonder if we had have heard more of the prophecy itself. Maybe that part was taken out of context, you know, and... and mm. Alan brings up another very valid point. What is it that constitutes balance? Because come the end of episode six, it's just Luke. Yeah. Well, but he leaves. He does leave. Mm. I'll give and you that. So basically, now there's, for a while there, there was nobody for either side. Yeah. Until the first order up here, basically until he made one. And uh, But even by himself, Kylo was, you know, no big deal until the first order was born. Right. But I think we're digressing a bit here <laughs> we've strayed away from the blame well, game. I mean, now we're philosophizing well i think we've kind of well i think we've kind of gone through you know the main people that you know can kind of focus on blame and you know now we're into more nuanced territory of 
you know, what caused the, you know, the fall and, you know, why won't the force balance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it seems to me. You know, and Alan asked the question of what constitutes balance. Well, I mean, that depends on what you, you know, who you ask and what you consider. Um, you know, for me, it's like we said, it's an equal amount of dark and light. Yeah. When we were at two and two, unfortunately, yeah. the two light didn't do anything, which let it swing yeah. back towards the dark side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and- well, and you also have, you know, even, you know, during the time of like, you know, the Republic before, you know, before the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire, you know, how many Jedi did you have? Thousands, thousands of Jedi. You always just had two Sith. So there was no balance. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, it was way off balance. And, you know, things began to get wonky. And that's when I think the Force said, hey, we need to get something in here to. <laughs> I, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, much as much dark side as light. Yeah, I mean that's one. That is one way of looking at it. I think everything within the Star Wars universe can be always seen from a certain point of view, and that is definitely one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is, um, I think, what you know Lucas wanted, which is the idea of good always triumphs over evil. I think for Lucas, that was kind of his idea of of balance was that good will always triumph over evil and good will always prevail. Um, right. The only way I see you getting a balance in the force is if there's a gray order in the middle who keeps the light and the dark in check. Yeah. And then you get into, you know, the whole controversy of the gray Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that can, that can get a lot of huge debates around, uh, Star Wars fans, that whole the whole idea of the Great Jedi is one that's very. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, Alan. <laughs> Would you guys? Yeah, the... propaganda, Alan. Propaganda. <laughs> Alan's like, I got all these pamphlets everywhere. Look at me spreading conspiracy. <laughs> well, you know, back to Anakin was trying to bring balance. Uh, mm-hmm. Once he became Vader, he continued to try and find a balance. He wanted order in the galaxy at that time. Mm-hmm. And he he and Palpatine he thought they were achieving it through the use of the dark side. Mm. That the light side allowed too much individuality <clears throat> was too un you know controlled. Uh, the people didn't all work towards common goals. So mm. that was really good propaganda there, guys. I mean that needs I need to record that. <laughs> I got that, you. That was good. Thank you. That was good. Um, that's the best imperial truth I've spoken in a while. Wow. <laughs> Rural farm boy. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. He says, I don't yeah. subscribe to no no gray Jedi. It's like a vegan sometimes eats meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think calling them maybe... gray Jedi is probably where the big mix up kind of it's like a misnomer. I think they just need to be like the gray order or something. Or, they they have their or, own tenants, you know. Their own views, their own philosophies. Yeah. yeah. I think something like, you know, force users or, you know, I would consider, you know, someone like people like, um, and from Rogue One, um, Chet and, and Baze from Rogue One or later on um, Ahsoka, you know, someone who's not necessarily a Jedi, but they're not a Sith either. They're somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardian of the Wills. Yes. Guardian of the, Guardians of the Wills. Yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah, it was very cool to have non-Jedi Force users. Yeah, like Jar Jar. Um, 
<laughs> or Metaclorians. <laughs> Ray, we finally got off the subject and you brought us right back. Let uh, Ray have the show. You can all now ban it called the Leo effect. Right. I'm an, I'm an agent of chaos. That's that's what I do. So you're on my side. I knew I would. I'm on whoever's side greases my palms better. Yeah, well, I'll keep, I'll keep sending you people to interview. <laughs> I guess I'm imperialist. Here we go. <laughs> Poor Mark. He's just like, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's saying, there they go again. But, but yeah. I'm sure you agree. You know, I think Anakin was trying to be the chosen one. I think to an extent he was, yeah. He didn't know if it was as Anakin or as Darth Vader yeah. mm -hmm. until the end of Jedi. And he realized he needed to be Anakin. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think, do you think that the, the pressures of, you know, going through that whole thing of, of, you know, growing up and being told you're the chosen one, you're the chosen one. That's a lot of pressure. It's you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And let's not even forget the pressure that was on Obi Wan. You know, he had just been made a knight. He had right. just, you know, gone from Padawan to knight. It's like congratulations, you're now a Jedi knight. Here's the here's your Padawan. Oh, by the way, he's the most powerful Jedi we've ever had. Congratulations, he's yours. <laughs> yeah, your first Padawan. Yeah, that's it's a lot you of know weight. the equivalent of being like. Like of you know, it's like congratulations, you're you've just gone through your, all your training to work here at Walmart. Here, here you go. Here are the keys to the company. You're now CEO. Yeah. yeah Good luck. They definitely. I, I think that's why Obi Wan was so sassy. He he had to adapt. TK two o six six. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> well, what, what was, I always uh... thought seeing Luke succeed where he failed helped bring Anakin <laughs> back. He hmm. said former Alan. He said former. I'm curious what his nickname was. Why are you... <laughs> uh, seeing Luke succeed in resisting Palpatine, I think, is what Alan's talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And that helped bring Anakin back. Plus, I think it was the one thing that Anakin had searched for his whole life, and he lost it with Padme, which was the love. And yeah, and I think that finally shone through, realizing, you know, this is my son that he's about to kill. Yeah. So he just succeeded. And that, that scene... Dark side and realize this is truly my son yeah i think there was two there's two scenes in in particular that i think began to really turn vader back into anakin one was uh luke throwing down uh throwing down the lightsaber and saying i am a jedi like my father before me and i could almost see a little you know it, it, even though you didn't see it in the mask i could almost imagine that kind of look of pride like yeah that's my son hey that's my son who just said that <laughs> And then when he called his name out, when he's being electrocuted and he says, father, father help me. Yeah. I think that right there was like, yeah, I got to help my son. Well, and it told you yeah. it was going to happen before he brought him to the emperor. It's too late for me, son. He yes. didn't call him Skywalker. Yeah. He called son. him son for the first time. Yeah. Because he'd always yeah. referred to him as, you know, Skywalker and this uh, Palpatine. Yep. And, you know, Skywalker must not become a Jedi. The son of Skywalker must not yeah. become a Jedi. Yeah, because at the time, I think, I mean, for Anakin, there was a, um, yeah, I don't like the the new no they throw in there before Anakin's return. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think one thing that everybody can agree on, though, is that Anakin Skywalker, also possibly a little bit Darth Vader, 
was the direct and literal fall of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. His long game backfired on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, yeah. he succeeded what an, a, a Sith apprentice is supposed to do. He killed his man. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> By he falling did. him down a thermal shaft. You know, unfortunately, he followed shortly thereafter, so he couldn't <laughs> assume the reins you know... of the <laughs> that balance is a weird pendulum, you know, trying to keep things in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a tragic story. Well, Anakin is a tragic story. Yeah. And, it is. And that's it exactly is. how, you know, it, it's like a Greek tragedy, is how, how it plays out. For, it it mm-hmm. is definitely. Yeah. 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 He's very, he, Anakin is very much a tragic character. And yeah. And so I think that's what resonates with so many people. Right. So how about our guests? What do you guys think? Got any questions or comments you want to jump in? Yes. Absolutely, Alan. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. I think it very much does. Um, That was definitely one thing. Um, First thing I thought of when I heard the voice in the trailer. Yep. And and for anybody listening on Anchor, Alan said, uh, do you think... Bringing back Palpatine undermines Anakin's triumph. That's that's what we're discussing right this second. And mm-hmm. we're, we're all kind of unanimously saying, yes, it absolutely does undermine it. Yeah. Because whether or not the Palpatine we see is a clone or it's the original kept alive through unnatural means, whatever, like, I, yeah, it definitely undermines that redemption of Anakin. Wow, mm-hmm. the three of us agreed on something. That's, I know, that's I know, weird. right? Wow. And it was no hesitation. It was like, yes. <laughs> that's because uh, that's because Megan Alan, paid us off to say that. Yeah, Alan responds, amazing. Uh, <laughs> she knows this well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that's a great point, Alan. Um, and that that was one of those mistakes. Uh, our our show is uh, War of the War Stars. of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Um, when we do our, our goodbyes, we'll give you all the, the info. Um, it was a cool moment, uh, hearing, hearing the laugh. That was the, um, in the trailer, when the first teaser trailer, when you heard, heard the laugh, that was the, the shocking moment. So, um, I, I kind of had one of those moments where it was like, oh man, it's like the death star all over again. Like how many times you're going to reuse the same bad guy? Uh, yeah, star, star killer planet. Oh, it's another Death Star, just bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's the same storyline as New Hope. Uh, yeah, but with space so, horses. Space horses. Well, yeah, we didn't <laughs> for a while though. <laughs> that was cool. That was a cool scene, seeing the ruined Death Star in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that was um, awesome. That was very cool. I wish it had fallen on the Ewoks though, and not the other movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're getting close to uh close to our time so uh why don't we go around and joe we'll start with you and tell the fine folks here where they where they can find you uh you can find me over on facebook under uh, joe cahill director producer or Steamhouse entertainment uh you can also check out some of my uh, future film projects uh the last battleship uh night mistress which is in post-production now and uh a few others. You can find them all under the Steam House. I'm also on uh, Instagram under 
Steamhouse Entertainment and Twitter under uh, Coffee Steampunk. And of course, you can always reach me right here through War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, or the One Crit Blunders, a D&D show that I do with Ray. Cool. And Ray, where can people find you on the interwebs? All right, interwebs. Uh, War of the Stars, Star Wars podcast. I mean, that's always a good place to start. And then if you get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and do the Leo effects with an A, not an E, uh, you can find my interviews there that I do with entertainment folks. And as Joe just said, I also have started a new show with him. It's a D&D podcast, 5th edition, called The One Crit Blunders. And it's chaos-fueled insanity, and it's super fun. And Tuesdays, I do even more insane stuff playing Shattered Dawn with the Shattered Dungeons folks. Cool. All right. I've done this a few times. Let's go through this. If you want to get in contact with the show, the best way to do that is through our email, uh, waroftheStars at waroftheStars1 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get a hold of us through our Facebook page. Uh, just search War of the Stars and Facebook. Twitter is also at War of the Stars 1. Our Patreon, if you want to support us, we would really appreciate any support you could give us. Uh, best way to do that is through patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. You can hear us also anywhere fine podcasts are heard, but the best way is through anchor.com. Uh, just anchor.com forward slash War of the Stars. We're also on Spotify. We are on Pandora Radio. Um, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts, you can hear our fine show. And don't forget uh, before, to down there for Make-A-Wish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, I want to just give a quick, very quick, heartfelt shout-out to everyone here at Force Fest. We are truly humbled and honored to be a part of this. This is so cool. We're just a silly little podcast, silly little Star, silly little Star Wars podcast. And the idea um, that you guys would say, hey, come and be a part of this is truly cool, truly humbling. And just shows, like I always say when we end it, that this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you.